Hey, this is Jessica, the voice of the outro for Talking With Our Mouths Full. And let's be honest, the best part of this podcast. Hey! Love you, honey. Love you, too. Before we begin the episode today, we want to note that it was recorded prior to Ontario going into Phase 1 reopening. Right now, most of the province is going into Phase 2 reopening, and it feels amazing to see the world around us starting up again. However, we want to remind you that COVID-19 hasn't been eliminated. It's still here, it's still spreading, and many are still dying from it. So please, stay safe. Wear something to cover your face when you go out. Practice social distancing. Create and maintain your social bubble with care. And, as much as possible, please stay home until COVID-19 is gone for good. Thank you. Hey, this is Talking With Our Mouths Full. I'm Michael Chan. And I'm Nightingale Nguyen. Today we have a special treat for you all. We are doing our first ever crossover. Woohoo! That's right. We Woo! are so excited to be joined today by the hosts of the podcast, Pop and Fizz. Pop and Fizz. Mm-hmm. They are an amazing duo coming to you from Japan. They are Beck and Hamish. Woo! Welcome to the yeah. show. Woo! Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. Well, thank you for being here and for getting up early in the morning to accommodate our evening. <laughs> it is a lovely time difference, isn't it? Yes, it is. <laughs> it, was a, it was a little difficult to schedule this, but I'm glad it worked out. I'm glad it did too. You'd almost think we're on the opposite sides of the world. You would. You would. You, would, you would think that we were almost on the opposite sides of the world. But yeah, so so how are you two doing? How is the pandemic going over in Japan? I'll let Hamish go first. Go first, Hamish. <laughs> I'm going to go first, all right. Um, it's good and bad, you know, being stuck at home, I would say. Like, um, it's kind of, it, in some ways, it's kind of, people seem to be going about their business. Um, I, I did just spend Golden Week down with my partner in um, in the countryside, which was quite nice. Um, I feel like the older people here are sort of not so worried about it. They're just going about their day as per usual. I don't know, what do you reckon, Rebecca? Oh gosh, well yeah, for me the first month I did so many things. I had lots of projects, but they've kind of wound down a bit in this month. So yeah, I've been going on a lot of walks even though it's getting hotter and hotter and hotter here. And I've been um, I've been noticing a lot of people wearing their masks inside out. <laughs> yeah, that, that happens here too. So it's, it's just one of those, I'm like counting the number of people, but I think Hamish is right. The older people, like the older generation, and I don't know what to chalk it up to, because I, I don't mean like really old. I mean, even people like in their 50s and 60s just seem to... I guess it's because every year, you know, you have the flu and all of these, and everyone wears masks. Some people just wear masks the whole season, so I think that they're just, they're like, well, I haven't gotten sick yet, so, or maybe they have gotten sick, and maybe that's why they're, you know, they've recovered, and maybe that's why they don't care anymore. Right. I don't know. So, with people going out and stuff, like, because we haven't really looked it up, how aggressive of a stay-at-home order, if any, is there in Japan right now? It's more like a recommendation. Okay. Because well, they can't. Because the the I mean the way Constitution is written post World War Two, they can't actually make a directive. It has oh. to be a strong recommendation. 
Yeah, the first the first month, well, like last month, um, about every thirty minutes, they played this announcement that said um, there there was an announcement played saying like you know avoid going out at busy times, stay in if possible. But after the yeah, after they extended the um, the yeah the the stay home notice then those announcements stopped and mm -hmm. they're just kind of depending on people just to go by their own if you don't feel well if you know if something's wrong stay in that's true like i think osaka they don't have much um but down in wakayama where i was uh, golden week they, they played it at 6 p.m every day like, you know, so that same thing they stay at home do you guys in Canada have that, where like they, they have like these loudspeakers sort of giving orders from the city council? Because we well, didn't in Australia. Okay, so what we have over here is basically a lot of businesses are not open right now. No. And we have uh, an order not to, I guess, hang out with more than, like in groups bigger than five but we are strongly recommended to stay home and we can get fined if we are caught breaking social distance rules oh yeah i think here the um oh gosh they probably still haven't changed it it was groups over 50 whoa which you might sound strange but i mean generally people here group together they don't have parties like there's not people don't have parties usually other than you know at restaurants and things and most of those right the restaurants are no longer booking mm -hmm. parties and people don't really have house parties so basically like the big groupings would be people going out to um like big events concerts and like the well the um during the cherry blossom season so they canceled those right but i um, think I have cherry blossoms near me. That's why I noticed that the old people didn't care about it because mm -hmm. I mean, maybe that was me going for my little bit of a constitutional. But I was walking around the park where the cherry blossoms were, and all the elderly were out having their picnics as per usual. Yeah, they they only count it as a large gathering if they're all together. You can have twenty groups of five people, but if they don't know each other. It's it fun. doesn't count. Uh, it doesn't count as a large gathering. So, have any businesses be formally introduced? Mm -hmm. Are any businesses closed where you are? Or is everything open? There's actually quite a few around where I am. Um, let's see. Getting into restaurants, a lot of the smaller family-owned restaurants are not open simply because they don't have the staff. If anything happens, right. Um. um some more of the drinking places are open. They limit their hours. Shops, some of the shops, uh, like Uniqlo, has you have to go in through a certain entrance. When you go in, they check your temperature. You have to put the alcohol on your hands. When you leave, you have to do the alcohol again. Uh, some shops are no more than two people can go in in a group, but those are like the big chain ones. A lot of the smaller local shops are kind of asking people just to not stand too close to each other, but... Have you noticed they've got the guards on um, bigger ATMs? Like, not not like your local ATM, but like the. Like oh the, yeah, they're making yeah they're they're making people line up outside and only letting them go in one person per ATM at a time. Right. Oh, and wow. Which 
You gotta do the social distancing. Which I think is they should do all the time because those those big ATM rooms usually don't have air conditioning in the summer. People jam into them because I know because Hamish going in whenever you would go to the ATM in the summer and said, why don't they air condition those <laughs> rooms? <laughs> it's absolutely atrocious. But yeah, the barber shops outside too. Yeah. Oh yeah, our our barber shops are. Uh are closed but moving forward to food what are you eating these days during the pandemic and um, are you eating anything right now it's breakfast time right yay it's breakfast time <laughs> i i got up and made my breakfast Ooh, what are you having well i am having um so since we're, we're talking about kind of italian type food so i usually for breakfast i'll eat like some rice or rice <laughs> or perhaps some rice. <laughs> what kind of rice, Rebecca? Um, what kind of rice? Well, uh, generally, I will have it with. Oh, I can't remember what the stuff is called. They're like these, um, these like sort of little pickled green. I don't know, some sort of green leafy vegetable that they chop up with. Um, I don't know. It, it kind of tastes like. Um, like mustard leaf. I don't remember. Actually, I think it might even be mustard leaf. I don't remember what it's called in Japan. But it's, yeah, it's like a pickled with um, sesame. But today, I went and made myself, since we're in Japan, I made myself doria. So a rice-based, like, um, oh my gosh, I can't remember the word. Casserole. A rice-based casserole with uh, lots of vegetables and a tomato sauce. Mm. How about you, Hamish? <laughs> um, so I just had my normal breakfast, and um, it's now I don't know what you call it in in Canada, but um, I like a rice porridge, congee. Oh, congee, congee yeah. Thing. Sorry. Uh, yeah, congee. Congee, um, yeah. So that's what I had this morning. Um, Plain. Um, I I. Uh, after being in hospital a couple of years ago, I've just been doing that every day. You, that's become your usual breakfast, is it's rice congee? Yeah. You're like a little old man. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm on the wrong side of 40 now, so... <laughs> you're just, you're just on. You're, oh, come on, you're like on the wrong side. That makes you sound like you're like almost 50. I know, I know. Anyway, I'm... Hey, I, I, I've got my health problems, so I'm just trying to be healthy. So I have my, um, I've got a tangerine, which I have in the morning. I was going to have a banana during the podcast, but I ended up eating it beforehand. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that uh, having congee for breakfast, it's actually a normal thing for Chinese people. So, hey, I guess that makes you Chinese. Woohoo! <laughs> so, uh,. I did order something for this podcast. Uh, I want to introduce you and our listeners to a wonderful place to eat over here. It's actually uh, one of my favorite places to eat. It's called Nona's Oven. Mm. Yeah, Nona's Oven. It's uh, in a plaza at 1285 Elgin Mills Road East, which is west of Leslie in Richmond Hill, which is north of Toronto. Uh, I live in Richmond Hill, so uh, it's what I could get. 
uh, via delivery. But yeah, it's it's this amazing Italian restaurant, and I pulled their history off their website, so I'm just gonna read it. <clears throat> Nothing is as authentic Italian as Nona's cooking ever was. Nona's oven began as a restaurant concept, bringing wholesome Nona's Italian recipes back to the table in a family-style setting. Today, Nona's Oven is serving 50-year-old Italian recipes to two locations in the GTA, Richmond Hill and Oakville, Ontario. We've been mm. filling bellies with great Italian food since 2006. It is... Uh, so they are a very, very popular Italian uh, restaurant in Richmond Hill. Like, it's always packed. There are is always a lineup of people getting takeout. So it's just delicious. And um, my favorite thing to get there is the prosciutto soppressa sandwich, which is what I ordered today. So it has oven-baked focaccia stuffed with prosciutto crudo, uh, dressed field mixed lettuce, sliced tomato, and provolone cheese. I do have a quick story about it. This is the this sandwich is the first thing I got my wife after we left the hospital after our daughter was born. So that's how much we love this sandwich. It's just... Mm. But uh, I also got an order of Nona's meatballs, uh, which comes with two of Nona's homemade meatballs served in their traditional tomato sauce and focaccia bread. Mm-mm-mm. So I'm... I'm yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start digging in. Knight, you have a history bite. Yes, I do. All righty. So the word prosciutto comes from the Latin pro, meaning before, and exuctus, meaning to suck out the moisture. So sucking out the moisture is one of the first steps in making prosciutto. The history of prosciutto goes back to pre-Roman times, so way, way back. And they are actually two places of origin and are both today still famous for making the best prosciutto in San Daniel and in Parma, Italy. So the practice of curing and salting the meat is still being practiced like an art form. Why? Because of its thin slices. It just melts in your mouth. Mm. Are you a fan Does of it melt um, in your prosciutto? Mouth? Oh, these melt in my mouth. They, they definitely melt in my mouth. Mm. But are, are, you, are you a fan of prosciutto night? Yeah. Anti-pasto board, send me this, just the prosciutto and I'm good. Mm. What about you two? Hamish, Beck? Um, Hamish? I don't know. Um, what, what I just, I, I've just got this flashback to Sesame Street with that, you know, that song about meatballs. <laughs> remember it? Like, on top of spaghetti, covered with cheese, <laughs> I pour meatballs when somebody's. Oh, he's going to sing. Um, anyway. <laughs> a very popular children's song. <laughs> Maybe not in Australia. I prosciutto. No. I, I I can't eat prosciutto. I can't eat any pork. Oh no! That's right. Yeah, I, I my I can't actually. I'm. Oh, here's a fun little thing. I I apparently, um, according to a doctor I have, I'm missing a um, an essential enzyme for processing uh, complex meat proteins. So pork, I can't eat it. Oh. Can you eat um, any meat, or are you just a vegetarian or a vegan? I've kind of, uh, I've kind of, I spent seven years as a vegetarian, and recently, because of issues coming up again, because I was eating chicken, but 
I've gone to back to being just a pescatarian because I can handle a fish. Fish is no problem. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Oh, but I'm. Uh, I do eat cheese, and I had uh, some lovely cheese today. I love cheese. Oh my god! And I used I, I used Italian too. cheese. I used um, pecorino romano because mm. I love sheep. I love sheep and goat cheese. Also, because I'm lactose intolerant. Yay! Oh no! <laughs> oh jeez! Hamish and I could have a health problems podcast. Oh, <laughs> and you're you're here on a food podcast. <laughs> We could have a podcast called What We Can't Eat. (laughs) Yes, let's do it. All four of us start a new podcast. So, Rebecca and I have this uh, friend that we we all have lunch with on the weekends, went before the (laughs) lockdown. And, like, recently she developed um, an allergy to, like, seafood, like shrimp and stuff like that. So, like, before we all go out to lunch, we always have to have this debate of, like, okay, <laughs> what do we want to eat? What are we all allergic to? <laughs> and, like, it's sort, of, it's sort of, we've got very limited choices now if we all want to eat together. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Because, like, cause I, since being in hospital, I can't have anything that's fried. Which mm-hmm. now that I live in Osaka, where basically everything's soul food, everything's deep fried. Mm-hmm. You know, like because as soon as I moved to Osaka, I instantly gained about four kilos, which <laughs> I, I don't know what that maybe like eight pounds is that Rebecca? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's about uh, let's see, it's, yes. yeah, about eight, almost nine, almost nine. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yep. So that that was not, you know. And, oh, gosh. But anyway, so I can't have fried, I can't have alcohol, and I can't have, uh, I forgot what the other one was. Anyway, and then, and well, and I've got lactose intolerance as well, so. <laughs> but like, traditional so Japanese food does seem to be okay. Like, we've been going to that sort of more japanese style restaurant um, <laughs> recently. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I was gonna ask you about the Italian food scene in Japan. But... Well, you could. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah no, I, I'm still gonna ask it. You know what? <laughs> Let's do it. What's it like? <laughs> well, I mean, you you probably would. Did Nina take you to Caesarea, or do you have Caesarea in I, Canada? So when I visited Japan, the two times I visited Japan. Uh, the only Western food my wife and I ate were burgers. And uh, <laughs> I don't even know if this counts. Chicken wings from Yamachan. Oh! Yes, chicken man. wings count. Chicken wings count. I can't yeah. eat that anymore. But that Yamachan, the, the tebasaki, used to be my favorite food. The Nagoya-style chicken wings. Oh, oh, are those the ones that have, like, the sweet... Like with the sesame on it? It's like a pepper taste. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember the sweet sesame ones. They're delicious too. Anything with sesame. I yeah, so I more. think Knight might be the one who's had Italian food in Japan. <gasps> yes, I have. What, what's your I, opinion of it? It is really different from the stuff here. Like, for example, like Domino's Pizza. Like, you guys have a <laughs> variety of stuff there. Like, oh my goodness. 
The old uh, corn mayo pizza. Oh yeah. What? <laughs> and I. I feel like yeah. Japanese pizza. And then also is like the the salads. Oh no, I'm just saying like there's also salads and different sides, and I'm like, oh my goodness, it's like a buffet, but mm. with Domino's. Yeah, I actually like the last time I went to oh Domino's, I had a terrible Domino's experience when I when I first came to Japan. So we got, my friends and I, we ordered the one, and it's like this quattro, right? It has four different flavors on, like, four different zones. And so it had, um, it had a, oh gosh, if I remember, it had uh, pepperoni, mm. seafood, um, barbecue chicken, and the corn mayo. Oh, God. But the problem is, we thought, actually, the corn mayo was probably corn mayo and pepperoni were the only kind of decent ones. The problem was underneath the barbecue and the seafood they put the tomato sauce. And the flavor combination of barbecue chicken and the tomato sauce was in like the Italian flavored tomato sauce was so terrible. My, I think we ended up throwing away those pieces because we just couldn't eat them. My left eye is twitching <laughs> trying to imagine this. Oh god. But I feel like Japanese pizza is the kind of pizza that, like, I used to make at home, like, like, like a homemade pizza where you're just like, I want to make a pizza, and oh, what do we have in the fridge? Oh, we've got corn, we've got broccoli, we've got all, you know, you just dump everything on and you put it in the oven, and then you sort of like, oh, I don't, you know, it's sort of like a nice home pizza, but it's just so bizarre to me that these sort of home-style pizzas where you just chuck whatever you've got in the fridge onto the onto the base are in the shop. Like, well, I mean, I, special pizzas. I was just going to say, I find that in Japan they have an interesting, uh, I guess, idea of what Western food is, like uh, hamburg steak or omurice, like taco oh, yeah. rice. Yeah, omurice is, omurice is counted as Japanese food, which I think is so funny. D but isn't it inspired by essentially Tex-Mex? Uh, no, omurice is, is inspired by right, French omelettes, right? Oh, right. am I thinking taco rice? Yeah, taco rice. Yeah, taco rice, the Okinawan taco rice, which there is, yeah, go. by tacos, right? So they just replace the other fillings with rice. Yes. And omurice, they just replace, right, the spinach and all of the cheeses with rice. Yes, that, that's, sorry, yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. But taco, taco taco rice rice is, fun. is very nice. And fun fact, uh, one of my students once told me that if you want to marry a Japanese man, one of the five dishes you need to be able to cook is omurice. Oh, yeah, omurice. Is uh, that, like, a curry. huge favorite in Japan? Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really popular. Like, oh. omurice, nikujaga... Um, I guess miso curry soup. rice, miso soup, and what was the other one? Do you have to make yakizakana? I don't know. Maybe ginger pork. I don't know. I forgot. Oh, subuda. I'm, I'm not a good Japanese housewife. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a Japanese housewife. I'm not. So I've got where, a Japanese partner, but I'm not a good housewife. So, anyway. so where does Kentucky Fried Chicken? fit into this because I heard it's a big deal especially at Christmas <sighs> I think I've only ever eaten it twice here the big difference I've noticed with the fried chicken here is it's so fatty 
like there's a layer, a thick layer of fat under the skin, and Ew. so it's not crunchy, it's not crispy, it's, when you bite into it, everyone says it's juice, and I'm like, oh, that's oil, that's fat dripping out of it, so, I think twice I've ever eaten KFC, and it's not for me, definitely but not for me. I think what you're referring to, Michael, is the fact that, like, everyone eats chicken for Christmas. Yes. I am. Technically, new. Uh, what is it? Christmas Eve is when you have the dinner, and the legend is I heard was that a, a bunch of expats were like really desperate one year, and just ordered got some KFC, and then I guess people heard about it, and it just became this bigger and bigger and bigger thing. So. Now so I it's heard not it was actual pieces though. I thought I thought it's like a proper chicken that you order. What did you hear, Rebecca? I heard well, I, I heard in um, business classes that it was because KFC played in nineteen eighty eight their advertisement of people eating chicken at Christmas and that's where it came from. Worldwide oh. ad campaign. Because I think a couple of expats eating it wouldn't start a whole nationwide trend. That's what I heard, so I don't know. Well, I like seeing all the, because uh, I came to Japan one time around Christmas. I love seeing all the Colonel Sanders statues that look suspiciously Asian being dressed up for Christmas. <laughs> they do, don't they? They do. Yeah. yeah. I never realized that, um, well, I, it, I was really looking at Colonel Sanders. If you look at his face, the ones here, they... All the Colonel Sanders seem to have a single eyelid in Japan. Oh, yeah. That make, now that I'm thinking back, yeah, that's, that, is, that is true. So what do you think a Christmas cake is, Michael and Knight? <laughs> are, are we talking about a fruit cake? Well. Are you talking about as in the food or conceptually a Christmas cake? Conceptually. What would, when you hear the word Christmas cake, what do you imagine? I, I imagine, I'll, I'll, I'll take a stab at it. I imagine either a fruitcake, which is disgusting, or a birthday cake with Santa on it. Ooh, a birthday cake. Mm -hmm. So being, being Chinese, um, I love just like fruit sponge cake and made by a, like a Chinese bakery. So it's like a vanilla cake with whipped cream and just fruits throughout. And then, so I imagine that with like icing and then a Santa kind of built on top of it. Ooh. So that's actually really, that's really close. That's really close to what, what they sell. Except it's it's much more simple. It's right, a vanilla sponge, whipped cream, a couple strawberries usually. And yeah, they often do stick like a little sugar Santa on the top. Like a oh, roll wow. cake. They call it, they call it a... A shortcake, a strawberry shortcake, which That's it's, right. it's not. It's a it's a sponge cake with like ninety percent cream. <laughs> but it's so good for kids, I guess. Not so sweet. Unrelated, I do want to ask you about the vending machines. You guys oh. have a lot of them. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're I first everywhere. came to Japan, like before before we had the GPS, right? The, the map I got from my station to my apartment from, from the company, the landmarks were vending machines. Oh, no. What? So, like, the, I used to think, like, anytime you felt like, oh, I might feel a little bit parched, 
there would be a vending machine not too far away. Um, but yeah, the, the the problem with that particular map, my little gripe, I'll be like uh, shaking my fist at this map, but the, the vending machine had been moved. <gasps> I've never seen them move one. There's there's even a house. like an 18 minute walk from from where to go. So it was no. There's a house near where I am, and they actually this family has a vending machine where they're um, in their garage. Really? They don't have a what? car. There's actually a vending machine, and I do not understand how it's a house. I thought it was a business, but then you can see the kids playing upstairs. I don't know why there's a vending machine where Is their garage should be. One? It's a big one, and it's it's like a branded one. I think wow. it's like a Suntory vending machine. Suntory. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that maybe this family just, you know... There wasn't one anywhere on that street, and they decided that they would, you know, lease out the space and make a little cash. Why not? I guess. So you can get a vending machine installed right in your garage. So oh, but, the, mm. oh, I was going to oh, say, please. the two things that got me the first time I visited Japan about vending machines was, one, there are vending machines that uh, dispense warm drinks mm -mm. and yeah. cold drinks. That just yes. blows my mind, because we don't have that over here. Like... Uh, they dispense my favorite thing, Boss Coffee. <laughs> I love Boss Coffee and all the Tommy Lee Jones ads. Nice. You and know he's an alien in the ads. In in the Boss Coffee? It, or, yeah, yeah, he's, a, he's an alien. Ad? Oh. He's an alien that comes to Earth and to fit in, he drinks coffee. <laughs> Wait, he's he's a man in black over here, he's, but he's an he's alien like where you are? It's so funny because the voiceovers, like the voiceover, he'll be talking, he has like subtitles. The first ones I remember, it's like, you know, he lands, like he kind of beams in and he's kind of standing there and he's looking around and he sees the guys drinking the coffee. So he goes over and pops some coins and the machine gets out of coffee and suddenly he's like accepted. Wow. Just wow. They're really <laughs> funny. They're such funny ads. But. You mentioned, um, there's, I've seen some of the strangest things in vending machines, and Hamish, I don't know if you've seen this. Have you seen the ones that they, there's ones that vend out bottles of um, concentrated, like, fish soup stock? I think what? I have seen them, yeah. And, and yesterday, I saw ones that were vending out, um, like, home, like, deodorizing spray. Oh my Ooh. god. So they vend out strange things too, and it's not—it's not just that you'll have drinks, 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 and then suddenly I was like, "Wait, a home deodorizing spray? Why do I need this vended?" I think it's also antibacterial, so maybe they're thinking oh, somebody so. might. Yeah. But it's also expensive. You're not—you know—drinks like 100 yen, 150 yen, and this thing you're going to have to put 700 yen into this machine to get a bottle of spray out of it. Wow. Who carries that many? I guess you can use a, a bill, but I'm just trying to imagine somebody just throwing coins into the machine. Travelers? <laughs> I know I carried a good amount. Well, I suppose use the IC card now. Hmm. But you don't even think about the money. Just go boom, and then you've got it. But like, have you seen those ones where there's the TV screen, which then assesses your your face? Yeah. And then uh, then will recommend what you want, and. Uh, uh, a mutual friend of uh, Michael and mine uh, was often recommended coffee or like an energy drink 
and she started feeling like, am I looking tired and old or something? That's uh, quite the coincidence, because I kept getting offered uh, yeah, coffee and Red Bull. Uh, <laughs> I got recommended Aquarius every time. <laughs> oh yeah, my wife got recommended that. Hey, Knight, have you tried Maybe. those? Oh, oh, I normally get juice or water. From the ones that recommend stuff? Yeah. I'm pretty boring. <laughs> the machine determined that you're boring. I maybe think so. I reckon they're determining that you look really young, maybe. And they're like, oh. Maybe. I feel yeah, like they're like recommending... She... Please. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I just thought that they thought they're like, oh, her face baby, so give her baby drinks. Oh, that's cute. Because oh. if they're recommending men energy drinks and coffee, and it sounds like they're recommending women things to keep them hydrated, I think that's, so they're just you, you doing it by shriveled gender. Up? <laughs> they're like, you're a woman, you need something to, you, you need some hydration, you're a man, you must be tired. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I do, okay, I want to put a thought by you about vending machines. So, over here in TV and uh, TV shows and movies, they often have crimes happening in dark alleys, right? So yeah. when I visited Japan, I was like, there are vending machines in alleyways. Lots and lots of them. So, like, there are no dark alleys, just illuminated alleys. So there shouldn't be dark alley crimes? <gasps> Actually, I, I heard somewhere that's one of the reasons why in like those secluded areas that they put the machines as a light source. Mm. So oh. and because it and it blocks off the corner, so people can't really hide in those places. Because I mean, there are some people, you know, it's less common than in a lot of Western countries, but there are people that you know there are nefarious rob you. Yeah. So if you light up the um, the corner, right? It's I guess it's a, tr a crime deterrent. Unless somebody wants to tip over the machine. Has has any, uh, I guess, any filmmaker or TV shows decided to make that a thing in their show? It's like, you know, they want to do crime in an alley but can't. <laughs> I could see it as a comedy bit. People running and they keep trying to find a dark alley, but there's a vending machine in every alley. <laughs> no! Oh, <laughs> again! <laughs> There's, a, there's an idea for you, Hamish. Write it down. Jot yes, it down. yes, Hamish. Please make a movie. And about I could it. have gotten away with it if it weren't for you, vending machines. <laughs> the guy who, the man who couldn't do crime. <laughs> <laughs> now you've got to be imagining night like a sort of a, like a, a night rider type thing, except it's a talking vending machine, <laughs> stopping and, the crime, and the cop, and. <laughs> Like, you know, like the, the main job of this vending machine is recommending drinks. But oh, I could read faces too, and it could it could identify the criminal. Exactly, oh exactly. Vendo like cop. Darn you, meddling vending machine. He looks That's like right. he needed coffee. Oh my god, that could be like the new mascot for vending machines. Like a mascot with like a cop hat. <laughs> Oh, Michael, 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 it's an undercover vending machine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It's the voice of the vending machine. I've been I've been in I've been under so long I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what 
no. <laughs> short <laughs> film. Of course, it's a short film idea. Go for it, Hamish. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, Just need that flashing light and the voiceover. <laughs> When it's nervous, it dispenses a Bukhari sweat. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, no. People start questioning it. You have to tell me if you're a cop and a Bukhari sweat drops <laughs> Okay, on, uh, on that note... <laughs> We would like to talk about your podcast. Ooh. Which you'll so. be a guest on in moments. Yes. So, uh, can you two tell our listeners a bit about your podcast? All right. Shall I begin? Please begin, Beck. All right. So, oh my goodness. Well, I can say how we got started. We got started when I don't remember exactly why. I guess I wanted to do one for a while. I wanted to do a podcast, and I, well, I kind of have an interest in, like, movies, older movies in general, and the first thought that came to my mind was, I have to ask Hamish. Woo! Uh, I mean, Hamish, yeah, filmmaker, writer, and that aside, Hamish is, like, a really committed person. Thank you. Yeah, so... Hamish, like, as I knew that I might flake out on myself, but I knew if I got Hamish in on this, I wouldn't flake out on myself, because I couldn't. <laughs> People always so, say I'm an engine. Yes, so, yes, you are. Completion, I guess. But, so, um, yeah, go ahead, I, Hamish. I, I was just saying, like, I remember you saying that you wanted to do some, put something good out into the world because of mm. the coronavirus situation and the lockdown. So, I mean, we were talking about doing one ages ago where, because I mentioned that I'd never watched Star Trek and you're like, well, let's go through DS9 and like watch every episode. But then you're, you're a bit worried about the Star Trek community. Well, I mean, the fact is there's so many, like there are really specific already existing um, Star Trek watch through podcasts already and web shows. So... Mm. I mean, yeah, we would get a lot of people. We would get a lot of people in on. I thought the fact that you haven't seen it, it would, it might be fun to do just some random episodes. I could show you the very first episode I ever saw that got me obsessed with DS Nine. Ooh, ooh, which one is it? Uh, okay, so actually, the very first episode I ever saw was Little Green Men, <laughs> which is the one where the Ferengis end up going through like. Um, there's like a sort of like a weird time warp and they end up going back to the 1950s and landing in Roswell, New Mexico. And it's so funny. It was so funny that I watched the next week and the next week was Our Man Bashir, where uh, Dr. Bashir gets stuck in the, um, the hollow suite where all of his friends who were transporting end up having, there was a transporter error and their transporter patterns are um, stored in the hollow suite. So all of the characters in his James Bond-esque spy sequence are, he has to like fight and battle all of his friends. And from there I was sold. Those, those were how I started and... Two very good episodes to oh, start with. Yes, and, and I know it's not like the very first, like very beginning, but yeah, I, I, after that every week I would go home from like home from school and just turn the TV on. Don't hang out with friends, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to come to my birthday party? What day is it? Oh, sorry, I can't come. 
that's that's how into it I was. But okay, the idea, I guess, with Hamish, mm. the Star Trek stuff didn't work out. So where did you go next? Oh, so well, yeah, we thought about doing that, and then. I think Hamish and I have kind of similar interests in like older movies in general and and there's a lot of things like you know all the big blockbusters almost everyone's seen them but then getting into like some older more obscure movies or so kind of this idea like things that we hadn't seen before or kind of discussing so it grew from me still haven't seen it I couldn't I watch the newer seen it. I could watch the newer one that came out like what that one's available to watch, but not the old one. And so then we've gotten into a few theme ones, which is fun, right? Like movies about... One. Yeah, we did the sports one, which is our longest podcast in, in total yet. Um, going just sport by sport by sport. And we still haven't done boxing or martial arts, so I feel no, like... No, we're going to have to do a sort of Eye of the Tiger <laughs> oh man, Rocky is one of my favorite movies. Oh really? We mm-hmm. might have to get you on to talk about Rocky sometime. I love Rocky. Uh, in terms of martial arts, I I have quite a few. Although my favorite movie combines martial arts and sports, it's uh, Shaolin yeah. Soccer. <gasps> oh, that came up in our podcast. That you know, I I think I've I feel like I've seen it, but. I, I feel like I have seen it, but I don't know why I don't remember it. I'm getting these gray spots in my memory from my teen years. Well, you're going to have to watch it again. <laughs> so, yeah, but mostly, like, we don't really have a very set format. It's kind of, um, some of them are more, like, formula. We start here, we end here. Other ones, it's kind of stream of consciousness. And that's just because yeah. my brain works that way. And like, so sometime, there's one where Bob was on and Bob and uh, are good with voices, so I got them to do like an improv scene, which was really fun. Which is really hard when you can't see the person you're doing improv with. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But who knows, maybe like, you guys can do that on our one. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Make you but, guys do some improv. So, so did you, did you, in terms of coming up with your podcast, did you just say, let's just start recording and see where we go? Or did you come up with a plan? Loose idea. Kind of we're like, let's start with this. It, well, that was the, we're going to start with this and see how it works. And we'll change it. Like mm-hmm. as, because... I didn't want to be set in one specific idea, and if it wasn't really working, just to keep forcing it. Right. Right. I didn't. I didn't want to be like, yeah. I just kind of wanted it to grow and right change as it went. So that's why, right? Even our title kind of doesn't. <laughs> I mean, we had a few other names we went through. Hamish likes to try to change the name every week. <laughs> Give us some samples. I'd love to hear. Oh gosh, what did you, at least three times you've mentioned other names. Even before we settled on this name, within yeah, the first yeah. week, we changed it. I changed the name four times before we published our first one. And then in our first recording, he was just, oh, we should call the podcast that. Right. I, but I don't remember what it is now. So it's <laughs> popping is forever now. Unless we, if, if we start it, if we want to change it, it won't be until season two. 
Right. I like pop and fizz because we can say like popcorn and fizzy drinks. Yes. And that's where the name came from? No. Oh. (laughs) Okay then. Um, Oh yeah, explain it, Hamish. Well, it's supposed to be like like this movie really pops, meaning like it's, it's like like, I want to watch this movie, or, like, nuts nah, a fizzer, I don't want to watch this movie. So it came from, like, when we're introducing movies to each other. So in the end, like, the one who is being pitched to would decide whether they would want to watch the movie or not. Uh, so that, that's yeah. where it came from. And it also it works in the current format, too, because we can talk about, you know, entertainment that we don't like at all, and we can talk about things that have just totally fizzed out. So... Mm. I think it works overall. It, it, no, it works. So, so now that you've done a few episodes, is there a format that you feel will keep coming back a lot more? I like my quiz. I like to quiz people. Yes, the quiz is good. <laughs> Though Hamish thinks that I should be quizzed, but you might have noticed that I do have weird memory gaps, and so it would be there would be long pauses of me going, uh... You could edit them out. Or I, I, I thought about it. If I do, I'll just come up with completely nonsense answers. <laughs> that would be a lot of fun, I'm sure. I would love it. Night? Hey, I'm good with anything. I think Hamish would get tired of me saying Michael York is the answer to everything. <laughs> <laughs> he laughs because Michael York comes up every time we record. Really? He really does. He really does. And he's here again. <laughs> he is. I have to. He's he's always there. I mean, it would get pretty dark, though, because this is an eating podcast. We can't really talk about what they ate in Logan's Run, really. What did they eat? I don't remember them eating anything. <laughs> I don't think they ate that entire movie. But remember, like, what the implication that the robot gives. Um, but he froze them. He didn't He didn't defrost the runners. He just froze them. Maybe you should just do another podcast just about him. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been pushing it. Like, oh, as boy. part as the, uh, part of the Poppin' Fizziverse. We'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it like one of those, you know how a lot of, like, TV shows do around Halloween, they do their creepy episode? Yeah. That's we'll that's when we'll do our our Michael York episode. Will it be our Halloween spectacular? <laughs> well, I mean, he has the right name, Michael, right? Yes. I feel like we're taking over your podcast. No, <laughs> we we, we, we enjoy it. So, where where do you see your podcast going? Oh. Mm. Where do I say? It's it's kind of hard to tell now because currently, right in this in the situation, a lot of free time, a lot a lot of time at home. Mm-hmm. So I think when we get back into work, it's going to be a little bit more like logistics wise. It's going to be a little bit more difficult. I've it been, be. yeah. Originally, the plan was to put out one episode every two weeks, but mm-hmm. we've had so much time, we can put out one every week. That's right. That's so right. probably. When things get busier again, we have to shift back to the once every two weeks. Right. Or, like, do, like, a longer episode that we chop into two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Night and I are still sticking to one every two weeks, and our last episode was just insanely long. But it was really interesting. 
Oh yeah, I, Tim. I, Tim's great. I haven't taken a listen to it yet. Oh, I should. Oh, you should. Sorry. So you mentioned a season two. So how many episodes are you thinking per season? <gasps> I think I was. I think I was. Once we haven't discussed it. I was thinking of going by uh, the lunar calendar. Ooh. <laughs> you know I'm trying to figure that out, right? <laughs> Basically, because we started, oh, if you think about it, right, we started in March, so one season could basically be a full year if we, you know, went by the calendar. Or we could uh, we could take a break at some point, right? I mean, Hamish probably eventually wants to go on a real vacation. <sighs> Gosh. I'm so desperate for a holiday. I mean, I'm sure everybody is, but like, it's such a weird thing to say because like, we've all we've got all the time in the world. But it's like I want a break from all this. I want to go somewhere. I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, well. Wait. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say, when this is all over, come visit Toronto. We'll take Woo-hoo. you to all the places that we introduce on our show, including the one today, Nona's Oven. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> Those meatballs look enormous. How big are they? Uh, I would say they're about three and a half inches in diameter. Do you think you could shove a whole one in your mouth at once? Honey, did you finish your meatball? (laughs) (laughs) Did you already eat your meatball? Yeah. Damn it. I was going to try to shove the whole thing in my mouth. I want to see this meatball. (laughs) I can't steal her meatball. Can you... Is is your is is the meatball? Is the meatball bigger than your fist? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Oh, do you have anything approximately the size of the meatball so you can see if you could fit it all in your mouth? I uh, ran out of tennis balls. Oh, so it's about the size of a tennis ball. Ooh, a a tennis little smaller, ball. but a, a little smaller than a tennis ball. Well, baseballs generally are they bigger than tennis? No, no, no. Tennis balls are smaller than baseballs. But okay, so this 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 meatball is larger than a golf ball, smaller than a tennis ball. Why are we talking about balls? How does it compare uh, to a racquetball? <laughs> bigger than a racquetball. Bigger than a racquetball. Oh, a light bulb. How does it compare to a light bulb? I. There are so many it's, types it's of light close. bulbs. Please, it's close. Please never sit a light bulb in your mouth. I, I'm not going to shove a light bulb <laughs> in my mouth. But night, night, you know I have a big yes. mouth. I have a big mouth, so will will a light bulb fit in it? Yes. Okay. There you go. That's your uh, definitive answer. Hamish has turned his video on. I can see him now. Because I was wanting to watch this... Um... Michael put the meatball in his mouth. But. Yeah, I think we were a bit too late. We asked him a bit too late about it. We should have got yeah. in there in the beginning. He was okay. noshing on it earlier. I will say this. I, um, I'm i not eating, but I am drinking, by the way. Oh. I, I did eat. I took one bite at the beginning of the episode. And that was half the meatball. I'm pretty okay. sure I could have fit the other half in my mouth, too, if I wanted to. Wow. Okay. But oh. then you would have to listen to me go <laughs> for about, you know, five minutes. Oh, Hamish and I understand that type of English. That's all right. <laughs> That's Fair. Right. Fair. <laughs> One of you is Australian. Um... The other is from Florida. Got it. <laughs> the podcast is called Talking With Our Mouths Full. 
It is, so, but people still want to hear and, us talk. True. You have done it a couple of times. I have heard a few like <laughs> moments where you're all got your mouths full. Oh, yes. I just imagine my mother going, chew it and swallow it before you talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Not to take over your podcast, but I kind of want to circle back to your answer to your question about Italian restaurants because mm -hmm. like we're both in Osaka and there's some amazing Italian restaurants here. Please tell us mm. about them. You know, the one funny thing about Japan is there are more Michelin star Italian restaurants here than in Italy. What? There's one, I can't find, like there's this amazing one and that I was looking for, um, amazing one. Have you been to the one Hamish that's in Namba? It kind of meanders back like little narrow passageways and oh, they're not that I like, but uh, it has this like really nice tree outside. It's really beautiful. It has Ooh. sort of like a really you go inside and it it has like the kind of crowded tables. It feels it feels more authentic inside. And mm -hmm. I went there one time and got their um, their pizza that they made. And right, they have the um, right the brick oven pizzas with right fresh sliced Ooh. mozzarella and the fresh Italian sweet basil and oh, it was gorgeous so there's a place in Fukushima which is absolutely amazing and I like it just because they they make pizza without cheese <laughs> oh and then that's Fukushima in Osaka not the prefecture not the prefecture, so yeah. it's not radiated pizza. It's just. I was about to ask that. It's like, is is there uh, uranium in it? <laughs> it's the sauce. It's the base. That's what makes it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it, explo it's... explodes in your mouth. <laughs> it does get confusing in Japan because we have right areas of the city that have the exact same names as areas in other like prefectures and other towns. And so, right, you're talking to someone, you're like, oh, there's this really great restaurant in Motomachi. And I was like, wait a minute, I lived in Motomachi, there's nothing there. And they're like, oh, Motomachi in Kobe, not Motomachi in Osaka. And so. And you make me think of Motomachi in Yokohama. <laughs> right, yeah, it's the names, the names. And it's, I guess it's because translated, right? It's, you know, they're just saying where it is, like what kind of place it is. And so you mm -hmm. end up with so many. Similar it's like saying name. the center of the city, right? Every place has a center of the city, but here they actually call it that, like it's its name. That's right, so. that's right. Um, but I will say the most delicious Italian restaurant I went to was a, a place, it's near the Western Hotel, it's this tiny little place, like a, uh, it was called Alto Tritone, and it's like number one uh, in the Osaka TripAdvisor, so uh, you have to make a reservation to go there. and. They, they fresh cut the pasta in front of you with guitar strings. Oh, wow. Like, like they roll it over the guitar strings. And look, I, my, I want to go back there again because it was so delicious. But my partner says, if they show us how, to, how they cut it in front of us one more time, I'm <laughs> going to scream. But it, it's just so fresh and so delicious. And uh, the tiramisu there was amazing too. But it's it's around about seven thousand yen for the meal, so it's not yeah, wow. it's not cheap. Um, although the kind of students that Rebecca and I teach uh, would probably think that that was a reasonably priced 
<laughs> meal, but you know it's way out of our budget for every day. So yeah. I don't let the, the place that Hamish is talking about. Yeah, it's yeah up in the Kita Osaka and Oyo do Minami. It's, in case anybody in Japan is listening to this, <laughs> I will. I will personally look it up so that the next time uh, we're in Japan, hopefully we'll be able to make time and save some money up to go to go visit. Yeah. Oh my right. gosh, that tiramisu is gorgeous. Irina <laughs> could make it for you, and it would be just as good. <laughs> So, as we start slowly bringing this to a close, Nightingale, we have some Instagram questions and questionnaires that you put together that you got answers for. Yeah, so a lot of people have been talking about what their favorite Japanese food is, and we've had people say okonomiyaki and dipped soba noodles. Ah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And 60% of people said that they have been to Japan and 36% have not. Really? That's a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and, so yeah, and favorite cooking show, Emmy Made in Japan, which is on YouTube, and MasterChef. Oh. What about Cooking with Dog? I know it's on YouTube, but Cooking oh. with Dog. Oh, but poor Dog has passed away, hasn't Yeah. Dog. Dog did pass away, but it, it's it's a it's a fun little show if people want to check it out. Um, I will I, I will check it out. I haven't heard of it before. It's a sweet and, older lady who cooks with her pet dog. Oh. <laughs> it is really cute though. She she cooks traditional Japanese food with a pet dog. Yeah, it's really nice. I just to do a little bit of clout chasing or name dropping or whatever. I have taught one of the Iron Chefs. What? He was only on one episode, but so he's not like you know one of the regulars. Oh, so he he was Which a contender. One? He was a contender. Oh, I can't nice. say. Oh, okay. NDAs, but I have taught one. And That's amazing. Yeah, I was pretty. You know, when, once I found that out, I was like, well, I'm kind of starstruck now. But um. <laughs> I think it's interesting, like that. Uh, I mean, the the dipped soba noodles came up because. It's such right. It's such a simple dish, and no. I mean that's that's what when I was um, after my first job out of college, and my mother sent me like a box to my apartment, and at one point I was, because you know how long it takes for like your first paycheck to come in, no. and I lived on like dipped soda noodles, like soda noodles and sauce for like three months. So I've <laughs> had, I've like, I am done with it. You associated so. <laughs> with poverty. I tried to cook sober at home and it ended up tasting like glue. So I'll only ever eat it out. Um, but in to Tokyo, I think is the place to eat sober because usually Tokyo is not the best place to eat. Um, the, uh, in Aka Asakusa, they have amazing soba. And okonomiyaki, um, in Osaka, there's a few uh, popular shops, but there's one that, right on Dotonbori, behind the Shochikuza Theater, is Ajinoya. Ooh. And now it's spread, basically, throughout a lot of places in Osaka, but as far as I know, they were the first place to do the tomato cheese okonomiyaki. Uh -huh. And, I mean, right... Okonomiyaki, fresh tomatoes on the top, and cheese melted with all of the sauce and everything. Because um, I remember I was there one time. It was uh, they weren't busy, and I didn't know what to order. And the the lady that runs the shop, she says, "Okay, we're trying out something new." 
right? Wow. Tell me how you like it. And so that was my my go-to, the tomato cheese okonomiyaki. Some people go, oh, it sounds strange, but now there's shops and that's their specialty. There's actually one, Hamish, in our building, the one downstairs, they do the tomato cheese yes, yakisoba yes, yes. and okonomiyaki. That's their specialty. It is very nice. I've, I've been there a few times. So what, what are your guys' favorite Japanese foods? <gasps> Good idea. Mine is okonomiyaki. Mm. Oh, there you go. And um, uh, my favorite Japanese restaurant over here in Toronto is Okonomi House. It's their specialty there, so I go there whenever I can. Night. Oh my goodness! For me, it's 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 a lot of things. Like I I tend to shift. Like I like Okonomi, but Okonomiyaki, but then I make it at home, so I'm good there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I like croquettes, and I also like dipped soba noodles too. Oh. Like, I, I have to say, like, I would say my favorite one is probably, it's the stuff that you don't really get in the, in the super, in the, sorry, in the restaurants, but it's Japanese home cooking. So my, my partner's white miso. I love it. Oh! Vegetables and white miso. That, that's probably one of my That's favorites. such a New Year's food here. It is such a New Year's food. And um, what's the other one? Um, not... Uh, somen, the um, the the summer somen. Yeah, very much a summer. There was a woman at the shop buying like eighty packets of somen, so she must be planning. She was probably planning a big soba party, a somen party. <laughs> Sounds like it. Yeah. How about you, Rebecca? Oh, my favorite is saba sushi, especially <gasps> the um, the pressed sushi. Have you, have you, um, Michael, have you ever had pressed sushi? No, I was about to ask what that is. Um, oh gosh, it's, so of course now, right, nigiri sushi, where they hand form it, like really, that's what's popular now, but it's an older style. I don't know what era it's from, but it's really old style, and it's in a wooden form. They put the, mm. uh, right, they press the rice and the fish together, and it, in lots of vinegar in it, so actually they, some places when you get it, they don't even refrigerate it. Whoa. They wrap it up like in banana leaf and they sell it. So it's really old fashioned. And I've had a lot of Japanese people say that Westerners do not like it. But <laughs> they're like, but I love the stuff. It's really um, quite strong tasting. What were you going to say, Hamish? Because that's the vinegary one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, like, I think, I think Funazushi is the original sushi, which is a kind of fermented, like, Fish on fermented rice, which mm -hmm. is wrapped in the leaf. Isn't that that's uh, That's is that from Nagoya? Shigo, I think. Shigo, okay, so, yeah. So Shigo oh, yeah. is part of Kansai for people in Canada, and so it's north of Osaka. Okay. Um, uh, I guess in the Tokyo-centric world, it is still west of Tokyo. <laughs> Just about everything is west of Tokyo. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, sushi and then yeah. Uh, Oshizushi, yeah, so I like Saba Oshizushi. It's really fun to say too. And it just means pressed sushi. I'm I'm looking it up right now. It looks so good. And it's really pretty. Actually, all of them. Any, so they do it with salmon. And if some people are like worried about eating raw fish, but it has so much vinegar in it, it's not gonna, right, it keeps, it's not gonna spoil on you or anything. <laughs> But right. I do recommend eating it with ginger because, yeah, the mm, is the, the it's a bit 
potent in the smell at times. So last thing, Knight, we have a question for them from Instagram. Yeah, what's the most interesting thing you did this week? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Going to the supermarket is my outing. <laughs> you, know, um, you know, I'll, I'll, what I'll say is this week I've been, um, I, I mean, I should, probably should have said this earlier, but I've been trying to go on a diet, so I've been cooking this tomato and uh, cabbage soup, which is surprisingly delicious. So that's, that's the most interesting <laughs> Oh, I love tomato cabbage soup. It, it'll be delicious for like the first three days you eat it, and then after that you're going to regret. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, the most interesting thing I did this week, oh, I went to, so, well, because it's really close to where I live, I walked down to Sumiyoshi Taisha. Taisha, of course, right, everyone knows, right, shrines. A Taisha mm. is the highest grade of shrine, like holiest of shrines, and Sumiyoshi Taisha is one of the oldest ones. Uh, the actual shrine itself is closed now, but the grounds are open, so I go down there to, because um, there's a lot of gray herons and uh, little egrets hanging out, and so I go to look at the birds and the turtles. And that's probably the most interesting thing I've done this week. And I've done almost every week. I go to look at the animals hanging out at the shrine. That that gorgeous cool. cat that you've been photographing. Oh yeah, I go I go down to a little a smaller local park and hang out with a very cute cat, a cute little cross-eyed um, cat. Oh. I, actually, all the cats at that park seem to be cross-eyed. So I I think they might be all related. I would love to see a photo. Oh, I'll send you one. I'll send you awesome. one because awesome. he's a sweet kitty. So my inner PR person is telling me that I should say that I, I my the, a song that I wrote the lyrics for got mastered this week. Oh, look at you. Well, that was actually the very last thing we we're going to ask is if there is anything you want to plug. Of course, the podcast outside of that because the next question was how can people listen to your podcast but sure okay uh, well so i would like to well the big thing i'd like to plug because the movie's not out yet uh but an american piano is available on vimeo if you just type in an american piano it's a sh award-winning short film which went to the toronto international kids film festival in 2015 um, and a film I produced called Impossible to Imagine, which is not available in North America, so I probably shouldn't mention it. But anyway, just <gasps> at least that's what I'd like to plug. And I hope to work with Michael as an actor someday. I hope oh. to work with you. And what Nightingale, I, I'm not actually sure what you do. She's an incredible actress that I think you'd love to work with, too. I would, I would, I would. Okay. Um, I would. I want to work with you. I'd, I'd like to come over to Toronto and work with you guys. So. No, please. We will take you around, show you all the places to eat. You too, Beck. Oh, I'd love to go back again. I, I mean, the nicest people. Some of the nicest people I met were Canadians. Good to hear. <laughs> You're all so nice. I mean, we're, we're a magical land of snow and unicorns. <laughs> what? I said that. I once said that. Somebody says, what is Canada like? And I said, it's it's 
have you ever been to Disney? Right, Disney's really clean, and everyone smiles and says hello to you all the time. So I said, it's like if America were Disney. Yeah. If that makes any sense, right? Everyone's yeah. really nice, picks up things on the ground, like, oh, please, like, be my guest, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I would, I would like to America point out uh, those are not unicorns, those are musicorns. But anyways. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> how uh, can people listen to your podcast? All right. Well, our podcast is um, hosted on Anchor.fm, uh, but if you search on, uh, let's see, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, if you use Android, uh, we're on a few other ones. Um, Breaker. Oh, I can't remember what they're all now. Are you on but Spotify? You, yes, we are, we are on, on Spotify. Spotify. So if you just type in Pop and Fizz. Um, it will pop up the little picture of my finger puppets, my hand drawn as Hamish and I. And yeah. I love your logo. I love it. Thank if you. Beck's not going to promote herself, I'll just say she's a talented artist and illustrator who is now illustrating stuff for a children's book. Yeah, well, and it's kind of hard she's to. Also, an up and coming comedian. It's kind of so. hard to right, promote a, a, a children's book that I'm currently just illustrating and waiting for feedback on how many drawings they want done. I don't know how it's going to be published, exactly when it's going to be published. It's right. um, So yeah, illustrating that. So yeah, I do traditional illustration, not, um, I studied, right, um, digital illustration, but I prefer to do hand drawn, so uh, yeah. And she's an actress as well. Ooh. To a degree. And talented voice artist. Uh, to a degree. <laughs> Why is everyone so humble? <laughs> I'm not being humble. I'm going, hey, I'm an award-winning filmmaker. <laughs> because I've never, I've never done it like really professionally. Other than, yeah, art is the only thing I've really ever done <clears throat> in a in a professional sense. I mean, I have done right voice recordings, but that was you know for English textbooks. So, is there somewhere online? that people can see your art? Oh yeah, I'm up on Instagram and my Instagram is, um, oh gosh, is it the, the Beck X2? I think it's the, I think there's a the in there, B-E-C-K-T-H-E-B-E-C-K-X2, and their X2 is because it's um, Beck Beck. That was Beck. my whole, my childhood, I kept, I got called Beck Beck a lot by my, my, um, my parents, so I was Becca or Beck Beck, so that's why it's Beck X2. That is incredibly Chinese as well. My uh, cousin, <laughs> who shares a name with my wife, Jessica, uh, growing up, she was Kaka. And then uh, my other cousin, Ben, was Ben Ben. Well, right. I've, Sorry? I've had the um, issue, because my name here, uh, so in Japan, right, when we write it out in Katakana, um, because my name is, when they write it, it's Rimri Bekarin. And... All of I had a lot of um, Taiwanese friends here, and they just liked it because they're like the Dim Dim They were like, "Oh, that's great." They're like, "That sounds, you know," they're like, "That's easy, right?" Dim 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 and I'm like, "Yeah, but it's it's the Dim is German. It's not." But they always they always thought it was like L I M, and I'm like, "No, <laughs> it's not." And then Dean, and I'm like, "No, it's Lin. It's not L, right?" They're, so they're getting this 
Yeah. So every time I go anywhere and they call out my name like the doctor does, they are surprised when they see me. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry that when I write my name in katakana, it looks like I have a Chinese name. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and Hamish, how can people connect with you online? Well, um, I am Hamish Downey Writer on most platforms, uh, at Hamish Downey on Twitter. And... <gasps> Uh, you can you can find me every week, every Friday at uh, tggeeks.com. I do a weekly column called Means Sushi. It's an amazing column. I love oh, it. Oh, thank you. And I, I really, really miss your... Um, My puns? Your, yeah, your puns. More are coming. Your, your, <laughs> Your, uh, your action figurine cartoons. I've, uh, I've been busy being a Twitch streamer, so... Oh, you do Twitch? Oh, yeah, do. fun. <laughs> that makes, to me, that sounds like you're a drug addict. I'll have to find you on Twitch. I, I often go on there and watch some people. Oh, oh uh, cool. my channel is SuperDupe15Q, so S-U-P-E-R-D-U-P-15Q. Uh, That's me. Oh, okay. Super dupe. <laughs> That's cute. I should have said that right. Yeah, our our podcast also has a Twitter. Ooh. And it's at fizzpopcast. Nice. And I also am on on uh, Twitter too. Um, but mine. Oh gosh, I have to spell that out. <laughs> but if you find our if you find our um if you find if anyone finds our Twitter podcast, they You'll can easily find, find me. Somehow. You can find me linked through it because right. Mine has a nonsensical name that if I spell right. it out, people are going to go, what? <laughs> Thank you so much. We are just so happy to have Dundas Crossover. Listeners, we are also on their podcast on Pop and Fizz. So listen to the accompanying episode on their side to hear more. All right. So again, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you for letting us encroach upon your space. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So, Knight, how can people connect with you online? Y'all can find me on Instagram at knight.nwin. And I am on Instagram and Twitter as Michael C.W. Chan. I also have a website, michaelchan.ca. Listeners, thank you so much for joining us today. And stay home, stay safe, and stay, stay hungry. This has been Talking With Our Mouthful with Michael Chan and Nightingale Nguyen. Theme music by bensound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you join us on Instagram and Twitter at, at TWMFpodcast. We have a lot of bonus content like food pics, behind-the-scenes shenanigans, and more info about all the places Michael and Nightingale visit. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. A new episode comes out every two weeks. Thanks again for listening, and stay hungry.